Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Thank you for staying tuned. We're talking with Taylor Taff, who is a candidate for the City Council of San Luis Obispo. He was the first one to file for that office in August of this year. The election will be in November of 2024, right along with president and senator and a whole bunch of other folks. You were talking about how you were drawn into the race because you want to give back. Right. But that's just one of those pablum statements, Taylor. What is it you want to give back to the citizens of the city of San Luis Obispo? Oh, you didn't like my bumper sticker comment then? No. Okay. Well, well I did actually, but, but, but I want to delve deeper. Uh, absolutely. I want to test that. What does it mean? Well, um, the... The best way I wanted to give back is, you know, in, with housing. You know, I would have friends that couldn't afford to to buy. They couldn't afford to rent, and it you know, it touched me on a personal level. And not only were these people I knew personally, but I would hear, you know, I would hear from business owners. I would hear yeah. from, you know, college students that wanted to reside in San Luis Obispo after graduation and you know everyone kind of had a very similar they had a similar statement to the fact that it's you know it's incredibly expensive uh, prohibitively so that well and and um, the city's policies um, gosh when I moved to San Luis Obispo there were 14,000 people in town uh, and, and that's and, almost tripled I imagine oh yes and uh, Cal Poly was 4,000, and the, uh, the city of Santa Maria was the same size as San Luis Obispo. And it has grown to over 100,000 people now, and uh, its downtown has died five times mm-hmm. and moved south on Broadway uh, every time they've approved a new shopping center. Uh, by contrast, San Luis Obispo had a lot of uh, folks from the Cal Poly architecture departments. Department of uh, City Planning who got involved and uh, they made the city a, a real gem uh, which shut down a lot of development over a period of time. It, it prevented sprawl and the unintended consequence I suppose is that a house in Santa Maria is probably half the price of a house in the city of San Luis Obispo. Sure. Um, rents are not as high there. They're much higher here. I, th- I think I saw a uh, two-bedroom uh, apartment on uh, Santa Barbara Street was going for $3,000. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So uh, what what are your solutions? What would you like to get the city to do to solve that problem uh, well, with, I- with, without destroying the, uh, the ambiance of our nice town? Absolutely. I think when you're addressing housing uh, availability, in San Luis Obispo, there's four ways to approach it. One would be not to do anything to prevent any future growth. Two would be to annex out into the sphere of influence and you know work on getting more developments up and running. Three would be to move up, you know, or downtown is doing something similar where they you know, they're increasing the height limitations and you have. Um, well, those are options, but which one do you like, or what, do you have some combination of those that you think you would support if you were on the city council? Yeah, I like a combination of them. So the fourth one uh, would be to 
to increase density via more ADUs. So I like two, number two and number four. So you know, doing nothing, it's not, it's not a great option in my opinion. However, I believe that you could annex into the sphere of influence um, in a in a way that wouldn't encourage urban sprawl. And I also believe that if you continue to bring in more ADUs and offer additional housing opportunities, then you would be able to potentially quell the uh, quell the market into a more affordable you know, place to live. Did, did you? Um attend the city council meeting or watch the city council meeting this last Tuesday? This last Tuesday? No, I was, uh, I was okay. celebrating my birthday. Ah, well, happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, like I said, you're you're definitely mature now. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did attend the city council meeting, and uh, one of the things on the agenda um, was a move or recommendation, a study session, supposedly, where staff was recommending that... Uh, any new construction would trigger um, retrofitting an entire house uh, or uh, commercial building so that it would be all electric and there'd be no gas or and no gas appliances um, which uh, was an idea for uh, meeting the goals of having a zero carbon impact mm-hmm. from the city but of course um, the real estate uh, folks were very much against that, since that would mean that if that retrofit had to happen at point of sale, that was the other proposal, mm-hmm. was at point of sale, let any structure be retrofitted. Um, and so if someone was building an ADU, uh, but they had an older home with gas appliances, the ADU under current standards has to be all electric. But now that would add fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of retrofitting to the uh, main structure if the city decides that the addition of the ADU is going to trigger that and that's going to uh, I, I would imagine that would reduce the number of people putting in ADUs and it would uh, uh, make the price of uh, any property for rent or for uh, sale much higher yeah I mean, how, how, how would you balance that if you were on the council well part of the issue is there's always going to be members on either side of the argument that have vested interests you know no wonder it's no wonder that you know people in real estate you know they wouldn't they wouldn't particularly go for that well it wasn't just that that was a vested interest it was um, because they if you go to sell a piece of property and if you've bought one, you know you have uh, 30 days or 45 days or sometimes 17 days to remove contingencies. Uh, contingencies. And if somebody has to retrofit a whole house while it's in escrow, that probably is going to uh, make sure the sale doesn't happen. Or what will end up happening, unfortunately, is you know people who have enough cash to buy it outright without having to go through a mortgage company are going to be the ones that are have preferential which, which tends to reduce the equality uh what is it what's the slogan uh diversity uh equality and equity and inclusion. equity and inclusion yeah that that cuts a whole lot of people out of the real estate market doesn't it it certainly does especially for um new new buyers you know first 
first-time yeah. buyers and um, you know having to battle with out-of-state or even out-of-area uh, investors who can come up you know with you know large cash balances and you know beat out the competition the local competition you know that's that would only benefit them yeah and and so that's going to mean that middle class and poor folks don't have the ability to buy or stay in san luis obispo yeah certainly with interest rates where they are right now yeah yeah well let's talk about some of your other priorities yeah absolutely taylor um you've uh, talked about sustainable growth and accessible housing. I think we've been talking about that a little bit as your number one priority. Yeah. Um, when I, but your second one is the unhoused and the hidden homeless. And, uh, you know, when I walked out of that city council meeting last night, uh, there was a man sheltering under blankets across the street in the entryway to the library, and there were uh, other folks uh, sheltering just outside the city hall. Um, how would you go about solving the problem that we have uh, folks living in the wild, essentially? Yeah, I mean, with anything, there's the there's the phrase, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But I've never really believed in that, as well as the fact that it is not out of sight and out of mind in San Luis Obispo. And it's, you know, it's very prevalent. You go downtown, you go over um, in certain parts of the you know, the city and you, you see it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate how prevalent homelessness has become in this area. And I think the best way to address it is to ensure that we have the continuation of the safe parking programs, um, you know, throughout the, throughout the city, you know, so individuals that actually have access to vehicles can find a safe and um, staged area that they can sleep at night, you know, with your know, relative safety. And, you know, we also have, um, I, I believe you need to allocate additional resources. We're coming up on a hard break, folks. So we're going to talk more about this with Taylor Taft. Stay tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law after these important advertisements. <laughs> 